Welcome to episode 5 of Sharing Life Lessons. I am your host Hamida and I want to bring you stories because stories inspire, stories teach and stories heal. This episode is sponsored by Kids Smile. If you have kids, we have the perfect smile for them. For all your kids dental needs, come on over to Kids Smile and Dr. Dawn Forbes and her staff will take really good care of them. How do I know? Dr. Forbes has been my kids dentist for over 10 years and they love her. Make an appointment today by calling 732-297-5200. Before we start, I want to share some really really exciting news with you. This podcast has reached over a thousand plays in less than a month. I could not have been able to do this without you. So I want to take this opportunity to thank you from the bottom of my heart. Here's a big shout out to all my listeners. I first would like to address some of the comments that I have received from my listeners from the past four episodes. Some of you have, um, after a particular episode, said, hey, this episode, the message from this episode has struck a chord with me. And this is exactly what I wanted to hear in, at this stage of my life. And so thank you for bringing this message to me. And some of you for the same episode have come to me and said, um, as much as this episode was nice to listen to, this message didn't do much for me or this life lesson didn't do much for me. And this is what I want to address. Um, I want to address this not in my words, but the words of Gary Zukav. Gary Zukav is the author of this beautiful book of short stories. Uh, the, the title of the book is Soul Stories. And because of my passion for stories, I kind of get attracted to all of these short stories books. Gary Zukav says, every soul story, whether you find it in this book or somewhere else, requires that you look inside yourself to see if it is true. You may find that something that is true for someone else is not true for you. You might also find something that is true for you is not true for someone else. That is the way that it is with soul stories. For example, some people say that the universe is dead. They call it inert. And that everything that happens is accidental. They say random. Other people, like me, say that the universe is alive, wise, and compassionate. Looking at the universe as dead is one story. Looking at it as alive is another. Which story is true for you? You have to decide. Each of the soul stories in this book gives you an opportunity to decide whether it is true for you or not. I could not have articulated this message better. And the same goes with the messages you get from sharing life lessons. They could either resonate with you or they could not. You have to look within yourself to see what is true for you and what is not true for you. For example, you could go through eight episodes and you could say, okay, okay, yeah, maybe. Maybe I'll use that message. But when you listen to the ninth one, that could be your aha moment. And I sincerely can't wait for each one of you to experience that aha moment from one or more of the episodes from Sharing Life Lessons. And with that, I would like to introduce our guest for today. This will be an interesting episode for those who are many times torn between work and family, work and friends, and between work and themselves. Our guest for today is a father of two teenagers living in Connecticut. He is passionate about positively contributing to his community 
and has enjoyed over 25 years working on Wall Street in risk management. That is where I first met Joe. He and I worked together at UBS several years ago. Listeners, let's welcome Joe Piggott. If one had to describe Joe's life in one word, that word would be transitions. Change has been a constant in his life. Joe grew up in Detroit, Michigan. He met his wife in New York. He's held several good positions in banks in New York. He successfully lived overseas with his family on an expatriate basis. Last year, in May of 2019, and I say this with a very heavy heart, Joe lost his wife of 26 years to cancer. And while he's in the middle of grappling with all of this, his kids are now old enough to leave home for college. Joe is going to talk to us about how he managed these transitions and the life lessons that he learned from events through these transitions. Joe, welcome to the show. Please tell us about your life lessons. My life lesson is to live life and to own it. What that means to me is life throws all kinds of curveballs at you and what I need to do better in my life, and I think we all should do in our life, is to be in a position that when you do get an unusual circumstance or a curveball or even something good that happens, is that you feel strongly that, that that's a result of all of the choices you made and the places you've put yourself on purpose. And that purposeful st- stepping in your life is something that requires you to do a lot of personal introspection, to take stock, and to take ownership of everything that comes out of that. Let me give you an example of uh, something that happened to me to talk about owning circumstances in life. Let me tell you when I got it right, and then I'll tell you when I think I got it wrong. Um, I worked for UBS for 18 years, and a few years after the financial crisis, UBS decided it needed to get out of huge parts of investment banking that were highly capital intensive. And it did that by firing people in mass. And our chief risk officer at the time uh, came to me because we were getting rid of uh, almost all of the businesses that I was supporting and firing all of the people that I was working with. And he said, look, I've got another job opportunity for you. Would love to send you to Asia to head up the Asian risk team. Uh, it was a terrific job a really step up in opportunity that was provided to me, but we had some drawbacks. One, my wife and kids really didn't want to leave home and go to Asia. They'd only been home a couple of years since uh, we were last uh, uh, posted abroad in London. And secondly, uh, the firm was unclear on what kind of financial package they would provide to me at the time, which was gonna be skinnier than the traditional financial aid package for expatriates. And uh, most probably I would have to work there six months to a year before uh, my family would be able to join me. And given the 12 hour time difference, I made the tough decision to say, no, no thank you. So following that, uh, I felt really good about myself. I made a great decision to support my family and my family was thrilled. And uh, the firm came back to me, understood the position they put me in and offered me another job. This time it was local working to head up the Wealth Management America's division of uh, the bank for risk. I accepted the job, but didn't realize it involved a commute 
that was about an hour, 15 minutes on an excellent day between Stamford, Connecticut, where I live, and Weehawken, New Jersey, where the job was. And it was driving all the way through terrible traffic. After three years on a Friday night or Thursday night, I needed Red Bull just to make it home and uh, started to accrue various speeding tickets and infractions, never saw my friends, hardly saw my kids and wife, and was pretty miserable. So I think the lesson was uh, I took the route that I thought made the most sense for me from a career standpoint, didn't really understand the implications of the move, and woke up several years later in a position where I was exhausted and, and not in the kind of place of being happy and, and satisfied that I would have liked to be. Those were two very distinct work-related events in your life with very different outcomes. One which worked for you and your family and the other which worked against your work-life balance. But Joe, right in the beginning, you spoke about the need for everyone to reassess their lives. When did you actually start reassessing your life periodically? When did I start reassessing in my life? I think it took me longer than it should have. Uh, between my wife, my kids, going full swing at home, uh, between work, which was all-encompassing 24-7, I really didn't find time to do any introspection. And I realize now, in, with the benefit of hindsight, that that's the kind of thing I needed to make time for. How do you make time for it? It's not exactly something you calendarize and can do every six months, but rather I think the right way to do it is take advantage of changes in your life and say yourself at various crossroads whether this is the direction you really want to take or whether even when you're provided two choices between uh, one thing and another, uh, whether those are the only choices available for you to take. As John Hughes said, life moves pretty fast. If you don't stop and look around once in a while, you could miss it. And that's exactly what I heard you say, Joe. Life does move very fast. But if you don't pause and reassess and then follow what came out of the reassessment, you will end up turning around in hindsight and saying, I really wish I had done that more often. I would like to move on for a bit to your personal life. In the beginning of the show, I informed the listeners that you lost your wife Allegra to cancer. No one will argue that that was a big change in your life and in your kid's life. Can you tell us how you managed through this transition? During my wife's illness, I spent very little time thinking about the transition following her passing. I was frankly overwhelmed by the circumstance and exhausted by managing a situation that was changing moment to moment. I wasn't planning on her leaving, but rather I was governed by a hope that she would make it. I planned for an outcome that was elusive. So following her death, I just didn't realize how much my life had changed. At this point, it's been 10 months and the reality of my new world is starting to settle in. I've made sure my children's lives are back on track and I've completed nearly everything I needed to do from an estate perspective. My home went from four people to two very quickly, particularly with my son away at college. It's definitely a lot quieter than it has ever been. And my 17 year old daughter now drives. So the amount of time I need to spend dropping her off and picking her up has declined by more than 90%. The moments I interact with both of them are now so much more precious and important. And as a parent, 
it all falls on me. I'm not just a single parent, I'm the sole parent. I now have to ensure I pay attention to aspects of my children's lives that I previously leaned on my wife to do. Overall, it's wonderful to see how we are all picking up and developing our lives in new ways. You're not just a single parent, but you are the sole parent. Just listening to that gave me the chills. It's really good to know that you feel that all three of you are finding your way in this new equation in your family. But do tell us if you have learned any life lessons through this major life event. So to answer your question, Hamida, what is my life lesson from this? Well, I couldn't tell you quite yet. I think perspective is important in helping draw out these lessons. And since my wife passed away less than a year ago, it's still too early for me to say. I'm sure that in a few years, I'll have the time to more deeply process this chapter of my life and to be able to share some observations. My bigger theme is to live life and own it. And I'd like to think this is exactly what I'm doing. In many respects, I certainly have a heightened understanding of the richness of life and its fragility. And I certainly have a visceral feel for time and how fleeting it is. So I'm not hesitating to take steps forward. No baby steps, rather getting back into my stride. A long run right to the end. Joe, it was wonderful having you on the show. I am aware how it must be to talk about life without Legra, and I'm glad you found the courage to do so. And I want to thank you for that. May Allegra's soul rest in peace. Do you have any final remarks to share with the listeners? Well, first, it's been a real pleasure to be here, and I really enjoy being on the podcast, Hamida. Thank you. Um, roughly, there's no single answer on how to manage it all, but I think the purpose of my life lesson is to build the life that you want to live and to have the courage to pursue it. At different points of time, your family will need you more than at other times. And how your work choices accommodate your family choices is always in flux. And a lot of these things are not easy to do. But if you think about taking control of it and managing it, you're going to be in a position where your happiness is at its peak. Before we end, I feel the need to summarize what Joe said because Joe has given us so much food for thought. And like I said in the beginning of the show, not all of this will resonate with you. You really need to go within yourself to decide what is true for you and what is not. And so here we go. Reassess life at crossroads of change. Importance of moments of interacting with children. Build the life you want to live and have the courage to pursue it. Live life and own it. And finally, time is fleeting. So live life because life is rich, yet fragile. This brings us to the end of this episode. Friends, if you have enjoyed this episode, then please share it with at least one other person who you also think will enjoy it. And if you want to take your support one step further, then you can go to the anchor.fm link in the show notes of this episode and click on the support button. This will enable me to continue making and leveling up this podcast. I will bring you another episode of Sharing Life Lessons next Wednesday. In the meantime, be happy and be well.